This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Youthful Energy, providing you with a unique energy support of pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Weighs In. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. If you'd like to email me with questions or topics of interest, questions at drhoffman.net. Questions at drhoffman.net. I want to talk to you about eating for a healthy bladder. I want to talk about overactive bladder. Now, overactive bladder is common. This is from worldhealth.net. Overactive bladder is more common than we think. And it affects as much as 33 million adults in the United States including as many as 30% of men and 40% of women. This is according to the Cleveland Clinic. This is such a high statistic for a problem that not many people want to talk about. But the reality is that many people are affected by constantly feeling like they need to go to the bathroom. Traveling and trips can be stressful and extremely difficult to deal with when you have an overactive bladder. But having the right nutrition can ease symptoms. So what is overactive bladder? And by the way, I want to distinguish, I'm not talking about interstitial cystitis, IC. That's a painful condition with the bladder. I'm talking specifically about overactive bladder. And what it is, is a type of urinary continence. This is when the bladder suddenly feels the urge to urinate which is why it's commonly referred to as urge incontinence as well. It causes people to take frequent trips to the bathroom and sometimes may be uncontrollable, leading to leakage, like actually leaking on your fast walk to the bathroom. So you're probably asking, how do I know if I have an overactive bladder? You have the need to urinate more than eight times a day. Uh, Also, if you wake up 
more than twice a night to pee. Okay. And the third criteria is experience leakage after having the urge to pee, like you can't hold it. So there are multiple forms of incontinence. Overactive bladder or urge incontinence is one of the most common types of urinary incontinence. But it is important to note that there are a few other kinds that you may experience as well. Number one, stress incontinence is when pressure or sudden movement causes urinary leakage. Okay. Uh, pressure can be, for example, with pregnancy for women. I know at some point in pregnancy, if women even they feel like they have to pee. So that's what we're talking about. Stress incontinence, or if you're carrying a little more weight around your middle, that may be pushing on the bladder. So stress incontinence is when pressure or a sudden movement causes urinary leakage. Number two, overflow incontinence is when the bladder cannot fully empty. Even if you just went to the bathroom, that could be uncomfortable. Number three, functional incontinence is when a physical impairment prevents you from making it to the bathroom on time. And number four, mixed incontinence is a combination of any of the above. So the good news is there are a number of dietary changes that can make a significant impact, a significant positive impact on your overactive bladder. Traces of what we eat and drink end up getting filtered through the kidneys and stored in our bladder. And that's why being selective matters. So what to avoid? Certain drinks like carbonated beverages, tea and coffee can significantly irritate your bladder. Caffeine makes it worse. But even decaffeinated drinks in these areas can affect your bladder poorly. Now, I want to say something about tea and coffee. Oftentimes, I have seen in my practice those who are complaining of overactive bladder or urinary urgency, more overactive bladder than, why do I have to pee so much? Aside from the fact that overhydration may be a factor, those people just drinking too much water all day. But caffeine is a diuretic. The caffeine in your in your in your soda, your colas, in your energy drinks, in your teas, in your coffees. Caffeine causes your body to rid itself of of excess water. So that is expelled through the urine. What's happening is people are causing their own overactive bladder by overindulging in caffeine. If you're drinking teas and coffees all day long and you're wondering why you always have to, seem to always have to urinate, that could be why. I have watched it be life-changing for those people who only limited their caffeine to in the morning, that cup of coffee or a cup of tea in the morning, maybe two, but none 
for the rest of the day. They're not having an iced tea or an iced coffee or another cup of hot coffee or tea. And it has been life-altering. The urgency or the overactive feeling goes away because caffeine is a contributor to this. Sometimes it's the acid in the tea and the coffee that is problematic for some people. Now, what else to avoid? Alcohol. Alcohol is a diuretic that contributes to the production of urine. You've heard the phrase, rent a beer. We only rent beer, right? Because you drink it and 20 minutes later, you're urinating it out. Alcohol is known to make a person have to urinate frequently. Um, What to avoid? Orange, lemon, limes, along with any other acidic or citrus fruit should be minimized or eliminated from your diet if you have an overactive bladder. They can cause urge incontinence and frequent urination. Again, it could be the acid that is causing this. What to avoid? Spicy foods and tomatoes are something that can cause irritation. Tomatoes are acidic, and when combined to make salsa, this can be a dangerous combination. (laughs) So if you have overactive bladder, you can avoid your salsa. Spicy foods and tomatoes, that's interesting because those are also on the avoid list. If you have GERD, GERD is gastroesophageal reflux disease. You know, heartburn, reflux, that's what we're talking about. Spicy foods and tomatoes can irritate that as well as irritate an already overactive bladder. And now, oddly enough, onions are not good for the diet. If they're raw, they're actually worse than if they're cooked for the bladder. You know, all of your onions, your your yellow onions, white onions, Vidalia, red onions, scallions, all the onions, maybe even leeks. So if they're raw, the worse they are for the bladder. I would also check that to see if onions actually bother you. The first place to check, if you have overactive bladder and it's become a real problem for you, I would advise you, to eliminate any and all caffeine. Again, your coffees, your teas, your energy drinks, your colas, even your dark chocolate, there may be some caffeine there. Anything that's got caffeine in it. Check your if you're taking over-the-counter medications that might have some caffeine in it. Check that. Check your antihistamines, right? Check all of that. Check even your medications. Uh, You could go to drugs.com if you're on any prescription medications. Check to see that caffeine isn't one of the ingredients. That may be what's going on. If you didn't have overactive bladder before and now you do, look back at what you've been doing differently, right? So what do we add if you have overactive bladder? Get this. It may feel counterintuitive, but drinking more water may help you to go to the bathroom less. If you drink too much, as I said earlier, this can, of of course, cause some issues. But finding the right balance is key. You're probably wondering, how much water should I drink? Well, the quick and dirty method, take your weight, divide it in two, 
and call it ounces. Say you're 140 pounds. Cut that in half. That's 70. Call it 70 ounces of water a day. Like that. That would be the quick and dirty method. Also remember that you're getting a good percentage of your water, 30, maybe even as much as 40% from the produce you eat. Okay. Adding fiber to your diet helps prevent constipation. Now you're probably wondering, well, what does that have to do with overactive bladder? When someone with urge incontinence is constipated, it puts more pressure on the bladder, which can cause leaking. Good idea. Proteins such as fatty fish, eggs, turkey, chicken, beef. These are all great dietary additions for an overactive bladder. In your animal protein department, you're really not going to find things that irritate. It's more acidic, spicy, caffeine, things of that nature. And of course, drinking way too much water. You want to add vegetables, including dark leafy greens, for a good source of vitamins and minerals. They are also high in fiber, which is, of course, great for your diet because that fiber is going to keep things rolling along in terms of your bowel movements. So having the appropriate diet isn't the only way that you can ease your symptoms of an overactive bladder. There are many different techniques and approaches. Let's talk about exercise and muscle strengthening. Aside from controlling your diet, you can also choose other healthy lifestyle choices like exercising. Maintaining a healthy weight reduces the pressure your bladder may feel if you're overweight. If you're overweight, and we're talking more about abdominal obesity, that can put pressure on the bladder. The same way pregnancy can put pressure on the bladder. Any of you who have been pregnant will attest to that. You know what that feels like. Carrying extra weight in your abdomen can put pressure on the bladder. More importantly, strengthening your pelvic muscles can help control your bladder when you need to urinate. This includes strengthening your abdominals, which is your core, your glutes, which is your backside, and your back. At first, it may feel difficult if you experience stress incontinence, but after improvement, conditions will improve. It's important to maintain a good, strong core because those muscles are helping to keep those organs in place and keeping them from pushing on your bladder. This is important. You also want to exercise your, <clears throat> your uh, pelvic floor muscles. The way to identify your pelvic floor muscles, if you're urinating, here's a way to identify your pelvic floor muscles. Stop your urine stream. Stop it midstream. You've just identified your pelvic floor muscles. Now continue to urinate. You don't want to hold it in. <laughs> but this is how you know to identify your pelvic floor muscles. After you're done urinating, and do this with an empty bladder, you can exercise those pelvic floor muscles by holding them, contracting them for several seconds. Might be five seconds, 10, 15 seconds. 
Do this several times a day. You are helping to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. These are the muscles responsible for keeping leakage from happening. Remember, these are muscles you need to exercise the same way you exercise the muscles of your arms, your legs, your core, your back, all of that. All of that. Because what we don't use, we lose. So even just sitting in place, online at the bank, you can contract your pelvic floor muscles, hold it for a period of several seconds, and release. Rest. Do it again. Do this maybe six or eight times during the course of a day. Not hard to do. Because these are the muscles that keep the leakage from happening. So, now, there are some instances, of course, of urinary incontinence that are harder to treat. So, and a great example is when we look at the correlation of urinary incontinence and dementia. Not all incontinence in people with dementia or Alzheimer's disease is caused by this medical condition. And this can make it difficult to treat if other contributing factors aren't made note of. So it's not just the Alzheimer's or the dementia, as if that's not enough, that may be causing the incontinence. In sometimes untreatable situations or more severe urinary incontinence, of course, a medical procedure like a catheter may be done, right? So uh, sometimes some creams are prescribed that may be used to eliminate urge incontinence in certain scenarios. We're talking extremes now, right? So making dietary changes can have a significant impact on how severe your urge incontinence is. Making subtle changes rather than a big overhaul may be the best way to work yourself into a new diet. The same can be said for exercise. Overdoing it on the first day may lead you astray early on. And with a new diet and exercise, it's important to continue drinking water. You want to rehydrate. Please make sure your water is filtered. Absolutely make sure it's filtered. So in scenarios where symptoms don't seem to be improving, it's worth consulting a doctor. They may be able to offer a more hands-on approach with medication or procedures, things like that. But listen, you want to, first and foremost, if you're experiencing urinary incontinence, get rid of the caffeine in your life. I promise you, if this doesn't completely resolve the situation for you, it will abate as much as 50 to 75% of your symptoms. Caffeine all by itself. And I know there are many people out there not willing to give up their caffeine. I hear you. I get it. I get it. What I'm saying is reevaluate how much caffeine you're taking throughout the day and decide that you're only going to have it in the morning instead of, you know, standing online at Starbucks three times a day between lunchtime and the end of the day to get your caffeine fix. This can create overactive bladder, I promise you. So 
this will be the first place to look. I can't tell you the countless number of patients who it was an epiphany and they were delighted that it was there that simple. And it's great when it can be that simple, right? Yes, they miss their caffeine or they take it in much smaller doses. Being careful now, as soon as they feel like they're going back into the zone of overactive bladder, they simply cut back on that dose of caffeine and say, okay, I'm going to have my morning cup of high test coffee and the rest of the day will be decaf. Keep in mind also that even your decaffeinated coffee or tea, there is some residual caffeine left in that decaf as much as five or 10%. And in sensitive people, this may be enough to cause your overactive bladder. Some things to think about. If you're experiencing overactive bladder, hey, start with the caffeine and then get rid of the spicy, the acidic, all of those things. Exercise, pelvic floor, your core muscles, exercise all around is good for you. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.